welcome, brother. Where you going, black man? <laughs> we are in a very critical time in black organization and thought. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> no, some of us might not make it through. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Repeat that. Some of us might not make it through. <laughs> Me being one of them. These, uh, the the enemy <laughs> has figured out a way to turn our own people against us. So now, if you, I must must admit that um, it's it's very late or very early (laughs) in the morning uh, for for the interview. Yes, sir. So since it's been since it's been recorded, I think that um, it should be duly noted. Right. Yes, it is being recorded. If this is just a test run, this will just put my first um, podcast out there. Uh, whenever you're ready to quit, <laughs> just say the word. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 I, I, will, I will try to push forward. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I was saying that um now they got the the gangs who took who took the um the the psychology from the prison mentality of survival mode and put it out on the street. So now, if you're a conscious brother, and you say the wrong damn word, <laughs> your ass can be eliminated, <laughs> and the government doesn't have to say that they did a damn thing to you. So they're going to let these gangs um, do shit like you saw today, even though the, these 15-year-olds weren't part of a gang, but they understand the gang culture. That is part of the psychology of um, prison mentality out on the street. Now, how did they get out here other than through our own technology? They were sneaking cell phones into the prisons. And now the very thing that you're trying to keep behind the walls, the corruption and violence, is now on the outside being displayed on national television so that they think we're all, as black people, animals. Hmm. Okay, so there's a couple of different ways I want to respond to that. And mm-hmm. uh, um, one, how are we defining um, prison culture? And how are we defining um, information being exposed because to, to me this is not new. Um that's correct. Much of what um I almost feel like I have to self disclose so so I will to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Um from the time that, that well I really now I'm saying I want to self disclose. I, I really <laughs> go back. So um at, at this point in my life I have a doctorate degree in counseling psychology. Yes. But let, let, let me go back further, though. When, when I was a child growing up, from the time that I was 
and he got to a butterfly, I was going to the penitentiary to visit family members. Mm-hmm. So there was, there was, well, there was my um, immediate family taking me to visit uncles and cousins and different people that was in the penitentiary until I got older where I was going to do that myself. So prison culture being exposed outside of prison is not anything new for a person like me. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I grew up, and, and when I look at it now, it was very much normalized. Like, I didn't, I didn't right. see prison as, like, a, 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 a bad place. Almost <laughs> like a classroom of, of, of a place where I was ultimately going to go. <laughs> and then I did ultimately go. But it, it, was, it, was, it was very normalized to me. So um, when, when I hear you talk about um, that, that escapism from prison to, like, regular culture, that's not, that's not abnormal. That's, that's very normal to me. I think it's very normal to a lot of people. Right. Including me. It started from, like, little harmless things like... Uh, in the prisons, they would um, iron their shoestrings to get the fat shoestrings. You remember those days when yeah, we was walking? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we've always had prison culture or prison mentality in our culture. However, what we have now is the very type of uh, discipline that you're taught in prison about what is good and what is bad. And what is law in prison? Because there's a different law on the streets than there is for the inside of prison. Inside of prison, when one person fights, everybody has to fight, or there's a a, a pressure will be applied to you. <laughs> and it ain't that type of pressure with fat shoestring. <laughs> it's more of a violent pressure. Now I saw this girl on television today get her ass whooped for a pair of sneakers and uh, probably the the um the watch she had on uh, uh Apple Watch or something like that. These these items cost um two a thousand dollars for that watch or at least fifteen hundred. So these are not um little frivolous items like we used to carry around a Walkman for fifty dollars. So the stakes are higher, but also the penalties or the pressure that's being applied on the streets, which the similarities to the uh, prison mentality of dog eat dog. So when I say culture, I mean to how it's transcended from just fashion and style to law. We don't follow when you when you're breaking the law out in the streets, you're not following the law of the land. You're following the law of this very thing that's going to land you in prison, and so hence you end up in there. But now the culture of prison seems to have gotten way beyond just fashion to where we're actually doing what would be considered in prison. Uh, prison justice. Okay. Okay, so 
right now, <clears throat> and, and I want you, I, I want to kind of paint a picture mm-hmm. and, and tell me whether or not you can follow this picture. Yes, sir. So, um, like, you and I go back to New York, early 1990s. Yes, sir. But I, I, I want to go from childhood to that point and, and, and beyond. Okay, so here's an environment where you and I both will understand whether it was D.C., whether it was South Carolina, whether it was New York. We both understand projects. Hmm. And what I mean by projects is the way you live, right? Mm-hmm. So if you grow up and you live in a project, here's the picture of what that project looks like. <laughs> So before you get in the building, there are drug dealers, there's drug addicts, there's murders, there's pet hustlers, there's there's a whole array of things before you even get into the building. Hmm. And and depending on how you know how high the high rise is has a lot to do with what you're going to be exposed to before you get to your apartment. Mm-hmm. Now, once you, now that's coming from the outside. So coming from the outside, getting into the building, these are all the things that you're being exposed to. Mm-hmm. Then once you get in the building, there's, there's additional crack addicts, drug dealers, all these other things that are going on once you get in the building. Now, now that you've gotten past these people that you've walked past, now you're coming in the building. Mm-hmm. And now, once you get in the building, you physically seeing these things that you have to walk past. Mm-hmm. But not only, not only are you physically walking past these people now, but some of these people are relatives, cousins, mamas, daddies, brothers, all, all of that. Yes, sir. So, so now, I'm, I'm trying to t- paint the picture. There's also graffiti and everything else that's going on on, on, on the wall. Pissy staircases. You know, feces and anything else that might be on the wall. (laughs) Now, once you get in the building, inside your apartment, whatever's happening inside your apartment, whether your mom, dad, you know, is together or not together, you know, whether or not they're on drugs or whatever is happening, there's a whole other culture, but not culture, there's a whole other lifestyle that's happening now inside the apartment. But in addition to whatever physical violence or drugs or whatever that may be happening, you also may have a water leak. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a whole bunch of other things that might be happening inside your apartment. Right. Right? So, so in me painting this picture, what I'm saying to you is this, is that what you just talked about in terms of drugs, in terms of prison culture, you know, being manifested outside of prison. What, what, I'm, what I'm attempting to say is that this behavior is not not only manifested outside of prison, but this is a day-to-day life culture that is preparing you for prison. <laughs> because because what, what, what's happening now is that you have now grown up from a child. Hmm. And, 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 and the reason why we're trying to get that timeline is, is as related to you and I, is it, you know, you and I come from a, a timeline of 
you, you know, projects all of our lives. Right. From D.C., Maryland, and South Carolina, <laughs> and, 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 and different project settings, and different project-stricken settings, but we've seen this all of our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, so, subconsciously, intentionally or not intentionally, this is something that has prepared us for prison, whether we were prepared for it or not. Right. Because we, we, we all, that, all that culture that we see in prison is happening outside in our day-to-day world. Right. So now we've become 21 or 19, 20, and we've been conditioned to go to jail. Hmm. Because, because all of our, all of our, everything in our life has conditioned us to be prepared for all this negative, all these negative things that have happened to us and that we've seen all of our lives. Hmm. So, so, so now, if 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 we were blessed enough, you know, to make it to seventeen or to make it to eighteen. We still seventeen, eighteen, or can we have now been conditioned intentionally or not conditioned or, or not intentionally for, for, for jail? All, all of your life, all all you have seen from your mom, from your dad, from your cousin, from your neighborhood is prison mentality. Mm-hmm. From, from from drug dealing, from drug using, from bullying, from fighting. All of your life, this is all you have seen. So now, let's walk outside of that world. Mm-hmm. I, I want to get a job. I want to go to college. I want to get an education. How, how do you then morph that life into this other life? Hmm. It's almost impossible. Right. <laughs> it's because it's because you, 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 you have a pathway that has been set for you to go to prison. <laughs> because, because the next step outside of all of that that you've grown up with is now prepared you for jail. Hmm. Because, because guess what? Every time you step up against everything that you've grown up in front of, every time you step up against the drug dealers, every time you step up against family violence, street violence, neighborhood violence, everything that you stand up against, that you call survival mm-hmm. in, in in this other world is called uh um what 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 what, what do they call it? They call it um the uh, code of the streets. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's there's there's, there's it's called assault and battery. <laughs> it's called assault and battery with a deadly kill. With a deadly weapon. <laughs> okay, so now you have a salt battery with a tender kill, with a dead weapon. Guess, guess what? What? So all, uh, all of those things now, you are about to go to jail. You know what I'm saying? So I'm saying that to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Okay, take it back to where, where you was initially. Mm-hmm. In that, when you talk about prison, um, you know, being manifested outside of prison. Mm-hmm. This, this, this is a everyday norm for us, and how we have to learn how to navigate. You know that that world. Mm-hmm. 
I are talking about that right now, mm-hmm. or someone else is talking about that right now, mm-hmm. then, you know, you're living it, but you don't understand it. Mm, right. Because it, you're trying to survive, mm-hmm. where the other side of the world is saying, no, nigga, you know, this is a fucking matter, you're going to prison. <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute. I don't want to go. <laughs> Wait now. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) I didn't sign up for this shit. (laughs) So now you have um, a conscious community. Because I was telling some guy about how the five percenters went about getting rid of the gangs like the Jolly Stompers. And all of these, the outlaws, all of these 70s gangs, the um, the nations of God and earth got rid of all of those gangs. They created a new law that you weren't going to come terrorize the children of the neighborhood trying to recruit them. We're going to teach them the knowledge of self, and if you touch them, we're going to bust your ass. That worked. Even people with uh, with knives and guns back then, just the very fact that you were going to have a bunch of five percenters bust your ass became a deterrent. I don't see that happening with today's gangs. They're saying that um, what the um, the conscious community was one of the, the, the safe havens for people with some type of intelligence. But now I see people with intelligence who understand community and understand black power, but they're affiliated with gangs. And while you don't see them attacking um, the oppressor, or the oppressive system, they will be sure to beat you down and kill you <laughs> if you say something that you disagree with. Which brings me to my point about Malcolm X. You, you, you're not even safe making a point about something that happened 60 years ago because you have a trained army of assault and battery motherfuckers that have learned that the nation killed Malcolm. So if you try to uh, impart some wisdom to them, they're going to use the assault and battery (laughs) mentality on you. I got to tell you, I am so appreciative of what you're saying right now. Mm-hmm. But but I but because of the audience that I, I don't need to be having don't have <clears throat> I, I I think that it's so insightful of, of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um so um so I, I just I, I guess I don't want, I kind of want to add to, to to what you're saying. Yes, sir. In that um it, it, you know it, it is almost disheartening disheartening to me. You know, when I think about the blood and the crypt and you know, you know, all these uh different groups that we have out here that are 
supposed to be um, they, they call themselves gangs, mm. and then we still have people like George Zimmerman, you know, still walking around here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, and and, and we, we having you know children, you know, dying, you know, and you know, innocent children, innocent people dying, you know, at the end, at, you know, you know, um, whether it be by police or whether by you know by you know just injustice, period, or them killing one another, I, I just feel like yeah, it, it's almost working backwards. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think that those organizations initially, you know, were supposed to protect, you know, our communities and things like that. But it's almost like it's, instead of doing that, we, we have worked internally to destroy those, these, these communities that we call our, our communities. Right. Which is where, the, the uh, for me, personally, I can say that for everyone, but for me, the real culture was not hip hop, it wasn't uh, street knowledge. The real culture was in what we were doing to build and develop our communities. Now we see that is not the main focus. If I can make money off of intimidating you or exploiting you, I'm going to do that. And the youth are going to have more sympathy for me, even though I'm terrorizing the neighborhood, than some old head talking about <laughs> building community. Right, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Yeah. So the psychology yeah. has reversed on us in terms of the organizations that was meant to protect us. Or at least give us hope that there was would be one day a powerful organization to not only fight the system of oppression, but help to develop our communities where we're self determinant. I agree. I agree. I, I agree. I, I agree. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And it really broke my heart today to see that girl get beat up like that. It, it I, I don't know. When we were growing up, we didn't do no sucker shit like that. Yeah. And I have to be careful yeah. saying sucker shit. Because <laughs> who the fuck you talking to? <laughs> you right. know? Right. Niggas want to kill right. you right. for even mentioning the word sucker. They're going to give you a prison justice if you even uh, even attempt to say that that's sucker yeah. shit. Yeah. But I remember growing yeah. up being sucker free in the hood, and we never did no shit where we attacked women. Yeah, fifteen yeah. boys on one little uh, one girl. That yeah. made no sense to me today, and yet you have people that are—they're um, not. I wouldn't say that they're justifying it, but they're saying that. Hip hop is not the reason for that. Gangs is not the reason for the, for what happened to her. It's just violence. So they're, they're normalizing what prison justice is, and that's what prison justice is. You take somebody milk out of the um out of the um the the sink combo toilet, 
that they had their cooling and you didn't tell nobody, they're going to whoop your ass. <laughs> right, wrong, or indifferent. You're going to get your ass beat and probably killed. Shivved for, for a milk that was being uh, chilled in the, the, the toilet receptacle. That's how ignorant it is in prison. But to see that ignorance out on the street where we're supposed to be civilized people with a culture of self-determination and self-empowerment was the straw that broke the camel's back. Well, see, uh, okay, so, so let me try to stay on, on, on subject of uh, what I um, just heard. You can say. go off subject. One, <laughs> is that again? You can go off subject, because right, it's all going <laughs> to be on this wheel. Yeah. It all comes back. <laughs> okay, so, so what I'm trying to say is that I'm not I can equate that to prison culture mm-hmm. because to, to, to me, and again, being transparent, you know, um, while I might be a doctor today, mm-hmm. you know, I am a person that has has experienced what it is to be locked up. Right. So, 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 I know that what what I'm hearing you talk about. Mm-hmm. Is not necessarily prison or jail culture because mm-hmm. what people do in a free society, mm-hmm. as opposed to what they do in a jail society, is almost like it's almost like two two different things. So I don't even know that I, based based on, I don't know the details like you know the details mm-hmm. based on what I'm hearing you say, you know. That, that that happened today would not have happened like that in a jail society mm-hmm. or a prison society. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and I think that we have to make a difference in, you know, understanding someone being bullied, taken advantage of, you know, in mm-hmm. a free market or, you know, a, a non-jail, non-prison situation mm-hmm. and then equating that to a to a jail mentality because mm-hmm. I, you know well, let, let me so clarify I, 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 then try, try to be transparent okay I, I you know want to say that you know I, I i come from a place of some really you know treachery mean i, I mean some street stuff right, right. treachery and, was like money I'm trying to be transparent i want to say that that's not where i am today Right. Because I because I know the real excuse my friends, I know the real nigga. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And and so I wanna say respect to the real niggas. <laughs> I ain't trying to be that. <laughs> right. I have been that. Right. I, I ain't trying to be that because I know the cost that that it, that comes with that. Right. And so what I'm saying is I'm I'm gonna take my hat on today. Because mm-hmm. I understand it and I respect it, and and I'm saying to the real niggas, you know, I'm gonna take my hat off and say to you, I ain't trying to go down that road. <laughs> I, 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 I've been there, and, and I know, and I know what it is. So I ain't trying to play no games with you, because I because I know I I I know it's real. You know, I I, I know that side of the track. So I'm saying I ain't I ain't there no more. Mm-hmm. So when you see me in the street, recognize. 
recognize me. Raise my hand. Say, hey, let me know. I am. So you ain't gotta test me. You ain't got this. Cause I'm gonna test you right now. I'm gonna call the police on your ass. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do all the other shit. Cause I'm telling you that's where I'm at. I, I, I ain't trying to rumble you. I, you know, even if I can, I ain't trying to. You know, that's not what I'm about. All street niggas, real niggas, niggas that's trying to go to jail. Hey, hats off to me. That ain't me. You know. So I just wanna, you know, say that. By the time these young young uh, guys from high school realize that life don't have to be like the way they're living it, that that lifestyle is is a choice. Well, it's not a choice. I don't want to be like Kanye. <laughs> Slavery was a choice. <laughs> you, you know, nigga, no. I don't want to be like that because you have to protect yourself in the hood. So I could see how uh, people congregate together, whether it's gang or no gang. People congregate together and say, yo, we not having that on this block. Which is how how the crews came up in New York City in the first place. We didn't have uh, those gangs after the 70s with the 5%. 
But my point is, there's one thing to prove that you're tough in the street and that you're going to not go for any nonsense in your hood. But it's quite another thing to take somebody that you can beat (laughs) and stomp them out and say that uh, you're doing something tough. You know what? Okay, so so let me try to add a piece to that. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a large part of my life where I was hurt, mm-hmm. and I was and I was hurting in, internally. Mm-hmm. So what I did subconsciously or consciously. Is mm-hmm. that I created another person that I wanted the world to see, mm-hmm. and so um, I heard Dave Chappelle's mom and Dave Chappelle talk about. Um, Dave Chappelle said that his mom taught him that sometimes you have to be a lion so that you can be the shape that you really want to be, hmm. and and. I also heard Will Smith talk to Charlemagne the God, and he was saying how, you know, at a particular stage in your life, you you create like a car- a character of yourself, mm-hmm. but that character of yourself is is a protection that 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 you kind of create that helps you to survive at at that time. Right. And then what you have to understand is when you create, when that is being created, whether it's intentional or not, is when it works for you and then it's when it starts to work against you. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I'm, I'm, I'm saying to say that um, sometimes when we grow up, you know, in those hoods, you know, in, in those environments, you know, we're creating Characters or we creating situations to protect ourselves, you know, because we don't want to be taken advantage of. So we we, we create these, you know, these, these images, and 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 they work for a certain period of time. <laughs> what we're trying to do, mm-hmm. you know, but but sometimes we don't know when to let them go. Hmm. And, yeah, and, and then deep. they start to outlive their usefulness. Mm. It's almost like, you know, you know, you, you, you and I, I mean, but, you know, we go at, we go way back, mm-hmm. you know, from sitting, you know, and 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 back to uh, you know, uh, uh, think that I think you've been on Gates, and 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 we sit in our apartment. I mean, from sun up to sun down, I just build. Going back and forth, <laughs> but um, you know, there's stories in the Bible and the Quran that I think that are valid, mm-hmm. but that have outlived their youth, right? Fullness. And and that's what we need to understand in who we are and and who we have created. Mm-hmm. You know, for for whatever time we needed to create it, you know, to protect them during whatever time we needed, it, it, 
Black Panther Party, whether it was SNCC, whether it was CORE, whether it was, you know, whatever organization it was, but understanding, you know, the tools that we used at that time and understanding, you know, when they were useful and when they're not useful. Right. Or when they've outlived their um, significance. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He, that was very poignant, as they say. That was very deep, because I didn't look at it that way until you said that. But you gave me the perspective of, of a person that's out on the street, trying to maintain a rep for themselves. It doesn't matter whether it's right or wrong, or whether it's sucker shit or not. It's just that this image is going to keep me from having to do something <laughs> that real that could end my life. So it, it's, it's, it's like a protective coating that one has to put on themselves. But my next question to you based on that, knowing full well that the, these images that we have to keep this, um, tough guy image that we have to keep up um do you at 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 that time in your life did you ever think that the image that you were portraying to the world particularly to the streets would one day be in the very next generation to come up and even worse or even a more difficult time to prove that their image was nothing to be fucked with. Do you get my question? I I I, I, I want to understand the magnitude of what you just asked me. So I'm going to ask you to repeat that. Mm-hmm. And as I as, as I'm asking you to repeat that, I'm going to ponder um, everything that, that that you're saying because um, what I heard you say. Um, it's really profound to me, and I want to I want to hear it again, mm-hmm. and, and then I want to give you um, an authentic answer to that. Okay, the, there's the the image that one has to keep in order to maintain that hood or street that they're repping, or group that they're repping. The it, that part, you've made me understand what the mentality would be out in the street for why people do that type of assault and battery. Okay, I get it like the other people that I've heard today say that it's not, it's not these other things. It's within that we have to maintain a certain level of violence in order to have credibility. That part I get. But during that time in your life where you even admittedly said it was a dark period in your life, did you ever think that the next generation coming up would have to maintain those same violent images of authority not to be fucked with and even have to do it to a higher level or degree than you did? Did that ever come to your mind at that time while you were in survival mode like that? Okay, okay. So, I mean, excellent question. 
Son to go do none of this shit. <laughs> Right. To get to, to get to your point about 
I now know that that's not the case. They, they, they are not open and willing to just accept what you were going to say to that. Right. It, it, it's not that cut and dry. Right. It, it, it's, not, it's not like that. And so what, what I, I ended up having to take my son out of public school. I put him in private school because I felt like, oh, he needs a closer environment. He needed something that was, you know, that, that, that was more intermediate and all that stuff. Mm. But what I've come to realize is that what you got to have, what you got to create, you know, with that, genera- with that new generation, mm-hmm. is you got to create an intimate relationship with that. Mm. Because they have a different way of seeing the world than you. Right. You know, and so... You know, I, I, I just had to be transparent with my son and say to him, hey, man, guess what? I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so let me let me ask you, son, what is it that you want? What is it that you want? What is it that you expect from a dad? Because mm. I, really, I don't know that I'm doing it right. You know, I don't know that I'm doing it wrong. But tell me what is what it is you think you want from a dad, because I, you know, I I know that I don't have the answer, and I'm willing to admit to you that I'm wrong, and I want to know how we can work it out together, how how we can fix it. So my answer to you, in terms of what you asked me earlier, is that. You know, I have to ask that generation, what do you want from us to get it right? What What, what is it that you think you need from us to get it right? Wow. Does, does that make any sense to you? Damn sure it does. Lots of sense. It's such a, a, a deep uh, point that you made, I think we're going to end right there. <laughs> we are out of time in the effing universe. We are at the 47 minute mark. I enjoyed that conversation. We need to have many more. If I live to see this conversation, <laughs> I'm up against a foe that's even worse than the white man. <laughs> All praise is due to Allah. He said, you will, who, all those who say they believe, they will be tried <laughs> on what you believe. And I don't understand what Malcolm went through <laughs> when he had to stand up there February 21st knowing that somebody was out to kill him. And he didn't even get to start his damn speech. That was that deep, brother. Okay. We must talk again soon. I appreciate every time I talk to you. I get a little more strength. Or maybe even a little more stupidity. (laughs) 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 To continue on in this struggle. Um, I know that... um, uh, give you this analogy as we part. They have the um, scientists 
that came up with RAID. And the way RAID works is it lets you consume the product and you enjoy the product so much that you take it back into your inner community. And by the time you shared that jubilance with them, everyone is dead. I hope that it won't be the state of black people. I hope that among the youth that are out there now, that they know that they will have children or they don't, because some of them are smart too. They say, okay, I won't have no damn children. Fuck everybody. Fuck out of here. But they forget that their sister or their cousin has a child. And this child is going to grow up to be worse than anything that you could have imagined in your gangsterous moment. Any last words from you? No, um, I, I, I appreciate what you have just said. Um, I, am, I am just going to ponder um, what you just said because it, it, what you have just said is, is not enough for me to um, give a simple answer to that. <laughs> It, 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 it's enough for me to ponder um, hmm. and give a deeper thought to. I just came up with an epiphany then. Forgive me for cutting you off. When you uh, speak to your son next, ask him what's his plans on having children. Even if he doesn't have children, ask him the hypothetical scenario. What if this happened to your son, how would you handle it? Because I think our young people want to give solutions, but they don't realize that this is not checkers. This is chess. When you make a move in checkers, it's to take a piece. But when you make a move in chess, it could take out the whole game. So all of the games... Yeah, go ahead. I, I, so I, I want to give a quick, a, a quick response to that, and I want to say this: is that um, here's what I realized: in that I, I, I thought because I didn't grow up with a with, with, with a father and a distant relationship with my mom, that me just being there was going to be enough. Hmm. I, but, but not only was I there, but I removed a lot of the stumbling blocks that I had as a kid growing up. Mm-hmm. And because I removed those stumbling blocks as a parent, um, I realized my son did not have that mental or physical toughness that I had, that I thought that I thought he naturally would would have, mm-hmm. and I I struggle with learning that he doesn't have that, mm. and 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 so I so I'm I'm saying that to say that for for any parent that has went through a lot and, and feels like they don't want their children to go through what they went through, 
and, 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 and then so they remove that physical, spiritual, and mental barrier that they went through. When that child doesn't have that, understand now you have something different to deal with with that child. And and that's what I am learning and that's what I'm struggling with now as a parent is that my son doesn't have a lot of the struggles that, that I had. And me trying to understand some of the struggles that he has, they're completely different than, 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 than what I went through. You're and right. sometimes it's a struggle for me to understand that he's struggling going through what he's going through. Because hmm. to me, I feel like that's nothing. And I want to trivialize it. But I can't. And I'm not supposed to trivialize it. Because that would be nothing for me. But then something for him. Mm. That's deep. Does that, does that make any sense? That makes a lot of sense because uh, when I think about my daughter and the wayward path that she went on, she would tell me that this means this in our generation. It, this ain't like you, Dad. This means something. And I would dismiss it wrongfully in hindsight, 2020. Now, not only based on what you said, but just from my experiences over the years. But even more so when you just brought up that point that there are things that we don't consider money or, or, or valuable that for them, it's everything. They're not going to get out that first uh, quarter of life unless these things go right for them, even though we trivialize them, trivialize them. That's deep. I think I'm going to entitle this uh, conversation Message to the Grassroots Parents. How about that? Because <laughs> we damn sure can't talk to the youth. We don't speak their language or their credibility. The things that we found credible and of substance as parents they dismiss quickly yeah 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 I you know in, 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 in closing I want to say that you know I was watching this episode of um, a lot of hip hop mm-hmm. and I was watching um, I'm not sure which one I don't know it was um the son of Fat Joe, um, was it, it was kind of, um, uh, Master P or, um, what's the other guy, um, uh, the, the guy that was, um, it was Rockefeller, um, uh, Master P? What's what his name, um, and, and son of, because, Biggie, um, uh, Russell Simmons, son? No, not Russell Simmons. Russell Simmons is in that too. But um, but but this guy was a part of um, uh, uh, 
Jay Z, even part of Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. Uh, forget his name. Um, Damon Dash. That's his name, Damon Dash. Okay. But anyway, um, they were have, the children were having a conversation, mm-hmm. and they were talking about their parents. And it was really, when I heard this, it, it was like eye opening to me. But they were talking about their parents, and they were saying that their parents had grown up in a generation where men had to be hard. Hmm. And, and, and I, from the, I'm telling you, it, I mean, like a light bulb went on in my head. <laughs> and like, 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 I was like, how is it a generation where black men are not supposed to be hard? Right. I, but, 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 but they were seeing themselves as not a generation of black men that needed to be hard. <laughs> so they were talking about Damon Nash and Daisy and, and Fat Joe and all these people. And they were saying that, that they grew up in a, that their parents had grown up in this generation of people that needed, needed to be like hard black men. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 they didn't see that. Mm-hmm. So I, so again, I got So again, it made me go back to looking at my son. Mm-hmm. And 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 I I did so much of what I had to do to change my behavior. Mm-hmm. So that you know I was getting shit out of my son. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and, and I'm telling you, even though you know I. I'm college educated and, you know, I, I went through the streets to master's degree to master's degree to doctorate. <laughs> Man, I still had to learn how not to be a nigga or a creep in my house. Nigga dad. You know, <laughs> you know, to not get the shit out of my son and my daughter. You know, because I, you know, you know, I could, I could read the shit out of some books. I could, you know, I could, I'm academic as 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 anyone come. But man, I I man, I I was just street in a minute. You know, I'm like, what? You know, I hear some 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 triggers up. You know, I flip. I had to realize, oh man, I can't. That's you know, not can't gonna hear. work. Yes, sir. Give me one second. I'm going to cut off the recording. Peace to the family.